This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. The second reading is from the book of Ephesians. Remember that at one time, you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at the time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us. He has abolished the wall with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of two, thus making peace. And might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the Christ, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. The word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. To be a stranger is to be vulnerable. You know no one, and no one knows you. You are not protected by family and friends. You have no idea what to expect from those who are strangers to you. Acceptance? Rejection, indifference. If you are a stranger, you don't belong. You are an alien. It was the command of God's compassion, compassion for the vulnerable stranger, that Israel was to honor and care for them. And so in Deuteronomy we read, You shall also love the stranger. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. God executes justice for the orphan and the widow and loves the strangers, providing them food and clothing. And the author of Hebrews offers this admonition, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, Some have entertained angels without knowing it. Now we are painfully aware 
of the many sorts of strangers that are part of our conscious life in this society. The homeless, the refugees, the immigrants, and those who are alien to one another due to differences in race and ethnicity or sexual orientation. The command to Israel to care for the stranger carries forward to us today, here in the church and throughout the world. In the reading from Ephesians today, we see the pattern set forth for the inclusion of the Gentiles through the reconciling work of the Christ. So, it says, through him, both of us, Jew and Gentile, have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In this reading is the challenge of radical inclusion. And this is the radical inclusion that Christ has worked. And this has been the mandate for people of God in every time and every place from the dawn of time. In our own society, we have seen the church struggle with this challenge in an effort, for example, to overcome the segregation of the churches so prominent in our history, a situation that has kept us as strangers to one another. One might say that the diversity of the Christian community has often been organized something like a menu. You have a variety of offerings to choose from. There are churches identified by their different ethnic memberships, for example, and you, you make your church choices from among them. When I was a pastor in Richmond years ago, my congregation was the black church, even though it was clearly a Lutheran church. It was suggested then that African-American Lutherans might want to choose my church from among the Lutheran churches on the menu. In this menu model, there is a variety of cultural and ethnic membership in the church, but unfortunately, we remain strangers to one another, fearful of interaction outside the comfort zone of our own place on the menu. Well, to overcome this, at times, people in the church desiring to show oneness in Christ have sought to operate as though we are all basically the same, despite our natural and cultural differences. Here, like the smoothies we make in our blender, the different ingredients are blended so as to achieve one color and one flavor that is different from the color and flavor of any of the things that we have put into it. This is a laudable desire for unity and equality, to be colorblind or genderblind, for example. But in such a community that diminishes difference, we lose the gifts of difference, the gifts that difference brings, and we remain strangers not knowing each other 
as we actually are in all our beautiful particularity. What we need for the Christian church is witness in our world in which too many are estranged from one another is neither the menu model nor the blender approach, but a good universally inclusive Catholic stew. Now, as you know, stews have various ingredients that are stirred together to make one dish, but each ingredient retains its own distinctive flavor, and each of the ingredients flavors the others. This is a good model for the radical inclusion of our epistle lesson. The unthinkable inclusion of the Gentiles into the covenant of God, made with Israel and fulfilled in Christ. It is the lesson of Pentecost. The Spirit enabled the gospel to be preached in all languages, preserving the beauty of cultural integrity for all. And in our society, different languages are also, are also the languages of different narratives about who we are and what we should be politically and culturally. In such a society, the church needs to be a community in which there is a unity in Christ such that the differences can be displayed, expressed, and respected. A Catholic stew in which our differences of ethnicity, cultural formation, and social and political location flavor each other rather than dividing each other. Well, for the church to cook a good Catholic stew and never let it cool is a hard task because it is a countercultural task. There is little in our world around us to support such a vision. Too often and in too many places, Difference means division and alienation. Being strangers to one another, the evils like anti-Semitism and racism drive us away from one another and make us a society of strangers, threatened and vulnerable in the fear of the other, living within the narrow limits of our own social isolation. Cooking a good Catholic stew is in fact the spirit at work in the kitchen as she was on Pentecost. It is not we who accomplish it. Rather, we need to be willing ingredients in the stew. And that requires humility in contrast to a paternalistic attitude of some as though <laughs> welcoming the stranger were doing them a big favor by letting them be with us. Radical inclusion means radical equality. We need the stranger as much as the stranger needs us. This is the picture we have in our reading from Ephesians this morning. Benedict of Nursia, a 6th century monk who founded the Benedictine order and whose rule for that became the norm for other monastic orders, he understood radical inclusion and the humility that goes with it. 
So he wrote in his rule, Let all guests who come be received like Christ. Let all do honor be shown. Let all humility be shown. Rather than harboring the pretense of superiority, God in Christ is our guide. So as Luther would remind us, God chose to be hidden, hidden in suffering. It does no good, does no one any good, Luther said, to recognize God in his glory and majesty unless they recognize him in the humility and shame of the cross. And so Paul to the Philippians, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Well, we are all strangers. We are all strangers, estranged from God and one another, and estranged from the planet that gives us life. Such is the nature of sin. But God in Christ became a stranger for us. God, in the unfathomable love for all, has immigrated. God has immigrated into our broken world and took the dangerous journey into the life of our humanity and our estrangement. Why? That we may find unconditional acceptance, forgiveness, and inclusion. That we may no longer be strangers and aliens, but members of the family created anew by God's redeeming love and flavoring one another in God's great Catholic stew. Thanks be to God. Amen.